This is Lord Death of the DWMA, and you're watching another episode of Goth Geek Podcast. Now stay tuned, or I'll be forced to give you a Reaper Chop. And I made it. Hey, you're listening to episode 36 of the Goth Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Black. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the tragic passing of the infamous and famous Anne Rice as well as many more topics today that are eluding me at the moment. But first, before I jump into any and all of this, go ahead and give us a like, a follow, a subscribe at The Goth Geek on social media at Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Or check out our website, gothgeek.net, where you can see all our cool items that we sell, like posters, jewelry, dice boxes, coffin dice trays, all sorts of neat things. We're adding new items all the time. We currently even have some tarot decks. Check it out, gothgeek.net. And now, on with the show. So I think the biggest news was the passing of uh, author Anne Rice. Uh, she just passed away at the age of 80 uh, this past week, or past weekend. And, uh... Yeah, that's just really tragic news, really sad news. At the beginning of the uh, show there, I said infamous, but she's infamous and famous because uh, any goth knows who Anne Rice is, of course. Even if you're not goth, even if you're not a geek, you know who this woman was, uh, is uh, she changed the vampire genre. Uh, her first book, Interview with a Vampire, in 1976 really did change how the world viewed vampires and changed uh, pop culture uh, forever. Uh, I can't stress enough how uh, influential her books have been on geek culture, on horror, on the gothic subculture itself, on... Just about everything, really, when you think about it. Even if you've never read her books um, or seen any of the the movies, you probably know who she is. Uh, she's right up there with Stephen King, uh, John Grissom. You know, uh, it's, it's ridiculous how, how... It's just how influential her books really were and how far they stretched... Um, uh, when it came to, uh, you know, people knowing about her. Um, so yeah, her passing away was really just really sad to hear about. Um, especially when considering all the news about her new, uh, I think it's AMC that's doing a TV show or series, uh, based on one of her books. I think it's, they're basing it off the witching hour. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that was a big news. I think they're even doing a vampire series, uh, is what I read. Um, they cast a list at already, and so they're doing that as well. Because, uh, of course, everybody's doing TV series now, you know. It's not just Netflix, people, you know. It's not just uh, streaming services. Though, I guess AMC has their own streaming service, I guess. So, maybe, maybe it is all streaming services <laughs> that are doing these. Uh, but, yeah, it's kind of bittersweet because we're getting all this news about 
these series that are coming out uh, uh, based off her works. Uh, and then, of course, she unfortunately had to pass, uh, pass away. Um, the news dropped, uh, announced by her, by her son, who's also an author, um, Christopher Rice. Uh, to be honest, and maybe uh, I'll lose some golf points or my golf card or whatever the fuck you want to call that bullshit, but I've never actually read any of the Anne Rice books. Um, just kind of proving a point of how influential and how far her reach was. You can't, you know, I've, I've, never, read it. I've never read the books. Of course, I've seen them places, um, but I've never actually read them. Uh, I did try to read The Witching Hour once many years ago, and I just, I couldn't do it. She's a very, was a very detailed writer, and I am just not the kind of person uh, that can appreciate that. Bottom line. I love to read, but uh, I like to use my imagination uh, when I'm reading, and if you put too many details in a book, uh, as far as like the scenery goes and whatnot, I just, I can't do it. It's just, it, I start getting bored. I'll be honest. But she is a very prolific, was a prolific writer. Very talented writer, obviously. Uh, but I have seen the movies, both of them. Uh, Interview of the Vampire came out in 1984. Uh, and again, that movie changed so much. I feel like we, we got so many vampire movies in the 90s because of how well Interview of the Vampire did. Uh, and then in 2002, we got Queen of the Damned, which is uh, has not aged well, but it's still a fun movie. I, I don't know. I liked it. Queen of the Damned. It, the best way to put this is Interview of the Vampire, if you somehow have not seen this movie, uh, or these two movies. Uh, Queen, Interview of the Vampire was, from what I know from others, is more true to the book. Uh and a little bit more uh, accurate and whatnot, and people really loved it. Uh, Queen of the Damned was not. And Queen of the Damned was not a continuation. It was not the same world, technically. Um, unless that was played by a different character, or a different actor. Uh, it was just really confusing. Queen of the Damned was a movie that was a mixture of two books combined. Um, really strange how they chose to do that. Uh, but if you've never read the books, you wouldn't know that, and you could if you ignore the first movie, it wasn't bad. At least back in two thousand one, it wasn't bad. It was very much an early two thousands movie. It looks the part. It has a lot of goth people in it. Uh, the music's really good uh, for Queen of the Damned. Uh, the lead singer Corn, uh, Jonathan Davis. Uh, does the vocals for most of it. Uh, and so, at least in the movie he does, that was a weird thing they did as well. Like, in the movie, when you're hearing Lestat sing, which is Stuart Townsend, the actor, uh, you're actually hearing Jonathan Davis sing. Um, but when you buy the soundtrack, they didn't use any of that. They, they decided to have other bands do those songs. It was really weird. 
and kind of disappointing because the soundtrack was pretty good. Those, those songs were, you know, interesting to listen to and kind of fun. Uh, and if you like Jonathan Davis, there you go. But then you got the soundtrack and it was not the same thing. Not even close. Uh, but yeah, so those movies really, even if you didn't like them, especially the second one, Queen of the Damned, they still helped uh, spread and influence uh, pop culture, especially Interview with the Vampire. Um, people like Stephanie Meyer, who wrote the Twilight series, uh, and then we got those those movies uh, with Sparkle Vampires, wouldn't exist without Anne Rice. Uh, she was that influential. We wouldn't have gotten a lot of... I don't think we got we've gotten Blade the movie back in the nineties. Uh, without Interview the Vampire, we wouldn't have gotten uh, to a lesser extent Dracula two thousand. Though that movie was kind of a unique on its own. Uh, Thirty Days and Nights, which is based off a comic book, but again, I feel like considering how. Anne Rice's career spanned. Because you got to think, Interview with the Vampire came out in 1976. So, that's also like a great era, too. Because that's right when the goth subculture really started to take off, started to pick up. Um, you know, the late 70s and, 80, and early 80s is really when we got a lot of uh, classic goth bands. Uh, the look and the... Uh, the subculture really kind of formed. Um, I've talked about it before, how the goth subculture can possibly be older. Um, you can you, you can trace it back, depending on how you look at it, uh, to even further than that, with punk and beatniks and all sorts of, you know, other different forms. But goth as we know it came out of the 80s and, and late 70s, and that's when her f first book dropped. So, it makes perfect sense. Uh, White Wolf, uh, who made the Vampire the Masquerade uh, role-playing game. You look at those vampires and how they act and how they dressed, which was very 90s, because that's when that game really was. It was uh, early 90s. Um, but still, you look at it, and you can't help but see the influence from Anne Rice's books um, and World. And, uh, yeah, so we're all, uh, we're all a, a little bit, the world's a little bit darker than it already was, uh, with, with her passing. It truly is a, a, a sad day, for sure, uh, with her, uh, passing away. I highly recommend, um, reading her books, uh, just because I couldn't appreciate them, at least Witching Hour, um. But still, just because I can appreciate them doesn't mean they shouldn't be appreciated. Uh, always recommend going out and reading. And then going to see uh, Interview the Vampire or even Queen of the Damned. Um, I watched Queen of the Damned recently. I actually bought it on Blu-ray just for the hell of it during Halloween time. And it it's weird. It doesn't make sense. But it's still a lot of fun movie to watch um yeah 
So watch one of the movies. You know, if you don't, if you're not into reading, which if you aren't, you should be. Reading is important, and reading is fun. But regardless, uh, watch one of the movies. Um, you know, just pay a little tribute to Anne Rice, because uh, the gothic subculture, and even the goth geek subculture, would not be what it is without her. <sighs> so Anne Rice, rest in peace. Alright, moving along to other topics that are going on. Uh, after that sad news, less sad news, but still sad uh, on a different level, uh, Cowboy Bebop, Netflix's live-action adaptation of the anime series, uh, is also gone. Uh, canceled after one season. Not even, not even just one season, but this show came out right before Thanksgiving, like November 19th, I think. So maybe a week before Thanksgiving. And it's been canceled less than a month later. Less than a fucking month later. Holy shit, Netflix. I... What the fuck? I don't understand. Give it some goddamn time. I... I, I I'm not through the whole series. Um, we're on episode three or four, I believe. And it almost makes me not want to finish the series, because... Now, why even fucking bother, Netflix? You know? Not all of us have time to fucking watch all these damn shows uh, right when they drop, you know? We have jobs and lives and it's right before the holidays. And, uh, yeah, so give it some more time for people to, you know, enjoy it and look at the viewership. And a lot of people are saying it's because the reviews were mixed and they weren't up to the where Netflix really needed them to be. And I'm sorry, that's... That's just fucked up, Netflix. Like, why am I? Why would I want to watch any of your other shows then? Like, I'm paying you $15 a month. And I'm excited about Sandman. And I'm slightly curious about the Wednesday series based on the Adams Family character. But at the same time, why would I watch those if there's just a risk of you just den uh, denying us all more seasons of them? You know, I just can't believe it. Uh, I've I've been enjoying Cowboy Bebop. It's I've loved the anime, of course, but I've really been enjoying the uh, live action. And uh, I already knew, spoiler warning here, not really, that Ed doesn't show up until the very end of the last episode, and that they were basically going to drop them, you know, into season two for like. A full-time cast member. And now we're not getting that. No. Fuck you. Apparently. So that's happening. Oh, God damn it, Netflix. Seriously. I was really excited about this. Three weeks. It was like three weeks when you uh, after that you announced this. You didn't give it a goddamn chance. Oh, fucking goddamn it. Oh, anyways. So that happened. And, uh, well, what else is going on? The ga Video Game Awards happened this last week or so. Two weeks ago? I don't know. Video Game Awards happened. Uh, that's pretty exciting stuff. Um, 
what I was really uh, took from the video game awards mostly was that there were a couple of games that again are kind of goth, and I was really uh, intrigued. Um, I think they're both indie uh, indie video games. One one of them was called "Have a Nice Death," uh, and it is a platformer that basically has you playing death. And uh, to quote it exactly, I'm sorry, I'm just pulling it up here on my computer. Uh, Have a Nice Death is a 2D action uh, where you play as an overworked death whose employees have run a rampant, uh, completely throwing off the balance of life and death. So you're basically playing the Grim Reaper. Uh, if you haven't seen the trailer for it, it's really cute. kind of has a cartoony feel to it but in a fun way but it's still kind of dark and grim of course because it's death uh but there's a trailer for it it dropped uh during the game awards uh so about a day ago or a day ago about a week ago um uh it's going to be it's an indie game it's platform is microsoft windows so it's probably gonna be a pc game maybe a steam game but it still sounds like a fun game. It looked like a fun game. Uh, nothing, you know, too high tech or graphics aren't like killing it or anything. <laughs> no pun intended there. But still, I love a great uh, game that kind of personifies anything like death. You know, it's just kind of a interesting concept. Uh, and I like th games that don't take themselves too seriously. And this game definitely doesn't do that it looks like a lot of fun i would definitely check it out check out the trailer have a nice death um it'll be coming out sometime next year i can't seem to find if they actually had a drop date for it but i know it was 2022 and then the other game that caught my eye that i would definitely recommend checking out the trailer for was nightingale uh it's also going to be a PC game, uh, and it's just kind of creepy, weird. It's the best way I can describe it. Kind of a, kind of a. I don't even know. It's a crafting and survival game. Uh, and yeah, I'm just I'm like sitting here looking at the trailer for it. Uh, it's it looks really cool. Um, that's another indie. Indie style game. It looks like not not a uh, not a console game by any means. Um, it's a uh, very Victorian steampunk looking. Uh, I mean, the graphics aren't super great from what I, I saw, but it's again, what do you expect for a uh, more independent film? Film. Oh my god, I can't even talk today, people. I can never talk. Every episode I fuck up something. Uh, for a more independent video game. Uh, that's mostly like a magical Victorian era uh, with magical portals that you go into like the fairy realm, if I remember correctly. Uh, I'm just trying to look at notes here. Uh, and yeah, if you haven't looked at this, definitely check it out. I'm probably describing it horribly. But it looks a lot of fun. Um, anything that's like Victorian era... It's always going to catch my eye because uh, it's got 
Victorian era, you can have goth in that. You can have steampunk in that. Um, and then, uh, you know, you throw magic in there, and it's kind of like a fantasy realm. So I would definitely recommend checking out that. That's coming out, I believe, next year as well. Uh, they're doing playtesting will begin in 2022, according to... Uh, but there's no yet release date, so uh, we'll see. Maybe it won't come out until 2022. Uh, but there will be play testing for next year. So check out both those trailers. Because, uh, again, uh, the Video Game Awards had I mean, a lot of cool, interesting things, per se. But because Video Game Awards are kind of, kind of becoming a second E3. Maybe that's how they've always been, but I've never really paid attention to the Video Game Awards as much. I'm more of one of those people who, like, watches them the day after or when i say the day after i mean i check out stuff the day after um looking for uh any uh trailers that i might have dropped or any big news that i might have dropped uh but this year i, I try to watch them live and uh it was pretty interesting uh but mostly it's another e3 they drop a lot of you know, world premieres of of uh, this video game trailer, or world premieres of this and that. And it's like, that's what, that's all E3 does. That's all, like, the Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo conferences that happen at E3 in June do. So basically, this is just a second E3 to watch. Except this one had live musical performances for some weird fucking reason. Um, because why the hell not, I guess. Uh, so yeah, but... Check out those two games, uh, Nightingale, and uh, Have a Nice Death. Uh, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Uh, there definitely need to be more goth video games, uh, or goth-type video games. Uh, I've mentioned it before on here that, you know, that's those are definitely things that exist. Uh, right up there with goth anime and goth cosplay and goth comic books, and so forth and so forth. That's why goth geek is around. So check it out. Uh, and yeah, uh, if, if you somehow missed any of that stuff, definitely look it up on YouTube. All those videos are on there. And then we're getting really close to, uh, to the Book of Boba Fett. That's coming out in just a few weeks. Um, December 29th is when the first episode drops. That is, oh my god, super exciting. Um, I cannot wait for more Star Wars stuff uh, in that world of the Mandalorian. And that's what we're getting. Uh, they've just dropped an announcement that Han Solo might be showing up for Mandalorian Season 3 or Boba Fett. Uh, Book of Boba Fett. And then you're going to be doing the de-aging process on Harrison Ford like they did for... Uh, Mark Hamill. Spoiler there if you have not seen the somehow the last bit of Mandalorian season two. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's pretty neat. Harrison Ford at 79 is going to reprise a role that he swore he was done with. Kind of weird, but there we are. Uh, yeah, that's just. I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, I'm excited. I guess, but at the same time, I thought he was done. Does Harrison Ford need more money? Is is he somehow like? 
did he invest wrong in something? Did he invest in Dogecoin or some other ill-advised thing? My dog is barking. I don't know if you guys can hear that on here. But she is barking. And, uh, yeah, so I really don't know why he's doing that. Small peek behind the uh, scenes there. Uh, so, yeah, just really strange to me. Um, I mean, I'm excited about it. That's cool. Uh, it makes sense with the timeline that the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett is in. It makes perfect sense that Han Solo could show up. Uh, at the same time, do we need characters from the movies to be showing up? No. We could leave it, those people out and this be a standalone thing and it'd be completely fine. Um, I'd almost kind of prefer it that way. Like, I prefer, like, maybe some small nods to those people, but they don't need to show up completely. Uh, but here we are. This is what's happening. I don't know why. It's just the way it is, apparently. What else is going on in the great big world of geeks and goths? Probably the biggest one, of course, or another big one, is Morbius. We talked about that the trailer, I believe, last episode uh, that dropped. I mean, it's coming out pretty soon, just next month, January of 2022. So that's something to look forward to. It's kind of a weird time to drop a vampire movie. Speaking of vampires, there we go as well. Um, going back to Anne Rice, actually, in a, in a unrelated way, Morbius, the uh, Marvel vampire. Um, again, I can't say that Morbius is, you know, was influenced any, uh, the, people, the creators of Morbius were influenced by Anne Rice, but again, vampires really didn't become what they, they didn't come as humanized until Anne Rice did that really. Uh, but yeah, so we're getting a, a Morbius, uh, in January. So that's coming up too. So it's a, it's a exciting time. We're getting a lot of stuff. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. No, nope, that's not right. That was the last movie. Uh, the new Spider-Man movie, No Way Home, I think is the correct title, is dropping this weekend that I'm recording this. Uh, so more Marvel is always good, but to be honest, Morbius I'm pretty excited about just because that's a character we just didn't get to see a lot of. I remember owning a lot of the comic books of Morbius back in the 90s uh, during the uh, oversaturation of Marvel. Marvel? Did I just fucking say Marvel? Holy hell. Marvel. Marvel Comics. Back in the 90s, they were not doing well. Uh, but I still have tons of the Mor Morbius comic books. I cannot fucking talk. I should end this now. Holy shit. Uh, but I had those comics uh, when I was a teenager uh, and whatnot. So I'm excited for this movie. Uh, at this point, we've already had demigods and aliens and mortals and all sorts of other crazy stuff so why why the hell not throw morbius into this um and we're getting blade at some point in 2023 i think which i think i'll discuss as well i saw uh the eternals finally and i was not impressed uh but the end scenes the end credit scenes where you get to hear the new blades voice that was pretty neat i i guess but that's a really weird thing considering that movie's not coming out for a while. Uh, but again, more more vampire stuff. So, something to look forward to. 
Uh, so yeah, that's something to be excited about, I guess. Uh, I guess, man, that's something to be excited about. Uh, the I guess part is really the fact that Blade is so far away. Like that's a weird thing. Morbius, I'm super excited about. Like I said, and it's coming out soon. I think Jared Leto, Jared Leto is going to do a great job. Uh, he's a really talented actor and unique actor, and that's why the pause was there. So I'm trying to think of like a really good word for him. Yeah, people don't like him, like his Joker, but it still doesn't mean that he didn't do a great job trying to play that character. He just didn't go about it the right way. And of course, uh, changing topics a little bit, it is a Gothmas Christmas, I guess. Xmas? I don't know what the hell you want to fucking call it, uh, but it is that time of year. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this. But when I'm recording it, it is just a few weeks away from uh, that holiday. Uh, I don't really like calling it Christmas, because I don't really celebrate Christmas. At least not Christ Mass. Um, but it is Xmas. I like calling it that. Or Gothmas. Uh, we have a Gothmas tree. Do you guys have Gothmas trees? Uh, basically, we have a black Christmas tree. See? I say Christmas tree again. And we have a black holiday tree. How about that? Let's try to call them holiday trees. Uh, black holiday tree uh, with white lights, uh, and it's covered in Nightmare Mirror Before Christmas uh, decorations. It is a Gothmas tree or a Halloween. Halloween? Fucking Jesus. Halloween tree. Uh, but we also have three different Christmas trees in this house because uh, we're crazy. And I said Christmas tree again. God damn it. So yeah, whatever you want to call it, it's a holiday tree. It's a Christmas tree. Um, it's an Xmas tree, Gothmas tree, Geekmas tree. I've seen Geekmas trees. The portal tree is my favorite. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that picture, but somebody like either cut a tree in half or they just had one of the fake ones that like perfectly took was ta was, uh, you were able to take it apart halfway, and they basically turn it upside down the bottom half, and then they attach the top half upside down coming out of the ceiling, and then put a a blue and red ring of lights around it. So it's like a portal. So it looks like the tree is coming out of a portal, going into the floor and coming out of the ceiling. Love that picture. I've seen it done a few times. Love it every time. It is on my like buckle list of things to do sometime because I think it's just the coolest idea. And there's so many really cool geek and goth ornaments out there. Uh, it seems like every year we're getting more and more into black uh, ornaments and black decorations. Uh, this year I've seen a lot of uh, that at Walmart of all places uh, and even Target a little bit. Uh, black and white is a really popular color this year apparently for holiday decorations. There we go. See, it's a holiday this time. Um, and so that's kind of exciting just because it's, it's so hard. For years it was so hard to find stuff like that. And then of course... Nightmare Before Christmas is always big. Uh, I've got a friend who uh, and, uh, does a, has a company called Left Hand Asylum. Uh, you should definitely look them up. They do uh, Christmas ornaments, holiday ornaments, Halloween ornaments, holiday tree ornaments, however the hell you want to call them, uh, that are like based off horror movies. Uh, he gave me one one time because uh, I gifted him some... Uh, grid wall stuff uh, but it's a face hugger ornament 
uh, also hangs on the uh, Gothamist tree. Uh, but he does uh, some really cool uh, little ornaments. Uh, he does, uh, like, the box. I'm not a big horror fan, so I apologize, but for Hellraiser, the, like, Pandora's box, he does ornaments like that. Uh, gingerbread men that are, like, fucked up and whatnot. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's great that, like, back when I was a teenager, and even in my early 20s, you couldn't find shit like this. You could not find geeky, horror, Halloween, goth ornaments anywhere. Uh, let alone think just simple black uh, ornaments or anything like that. Uh, it, was, it was unheard of. Black was for Halloween, you know. You, you didn't do that shit. And now uh, the big box stores are even getting into it. Um, and the, there's much, much more, much more, many more, uh, stores out there that are, you know, specialty stores that are doing geekier stuff and goth, gothier? I'm gonna go with it, gothier stuff. Uh, and so it's really great. It makes, it makes it so much more fun, uh, to celebrate, uh, during the holidays, regardless of how you celebrate. Um, my, like I said, in our, in our house we celebrate, uh, Xmas, Christmas, whatever the hell you want to fucking call it, Gothmas, uh, and, uh, you know, it's not a religious holiday for us. It's just, you know, Santa and uh, family and exchanging gifts. And, you know, it, that's what it's all about to us. And when you really boil it down, uh, the, the Xmas holiday, Christmas holiday, is really a mixture. And I'm sure if you've been online at all, you know this. But there's a it's a mixture of hol- It's a mixture of religious things. Um, Christmas trees really aren't. Uh, Christian. They're pagan. Uh, they're uh, same thing with wreaths usually. Um, and uh, oh, I'm blanking on some of this stuff. Uh, Santa Claus, of course, you've got like you know, well, it's Saint Nick and whatnot. But you know, there are other versions of Santa Claus and other cultures that have nothing to do with Christianity. Uh, you know, the winter solstice is only three or four days away from the Christmas holiday. Um, your Yuletide logs and you, you, the holiday of Yule, uh, uh, which are all more pagan, uh, druid holidays. Basically, if you somehow don't know this, when Christianity was becoming a bigger religion and they were converting people, you know, it was easier to absorb uh, traditions of other cultures, of other religions, into their already halt, into their religion. You know, that, that's just how that works. Um, a prime example is some of the, uh, especially like in Mexico and South America, um, Catholicism down there is really unique because uh, they do a lot of I almost, I, 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 they almost do a lot of like witchcraft um, in Catholicism down there. Um, they just replaced their gods with like saints um, and spells with you know prayers. So it's really interesting uh, how this all like happens. But basically, Christmas is a just a mi- mix match of many different religion religious holidays and observations. The winter solstice being one of them. Uh, definitely look it up if you're interested. Uh, 
so like me and my wife, we don't really celebrate the Christian portion of that per se. Uh, but we still, you know, we still, I feel like celebrate the spirit of it. Cause I mean, Santa Claus, Santa Claus has nothing to do with Christianity. I hate to say it, but the birth of Jesus and like the actual core story, reindeer and North pole and elves, none of that has anything to do with the birth of, of, of a savior child. Um, you know, heck, it, it, it involves magic, if you really think about it. And I'm pretty sure the church, most, most Christian churches, kind of frown upon magic. But he's got magic flying reindeer, and he's able to magically get around the world in, a, in one night. And he's got magic elves, and I, don't, I mean, I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like it should be something that's celebrated by a very strict uh, religion that uh, frowns upon that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, in the Bible it says stuff about like, you know, witches shouldn't be allowed to live and, uh, you know, there's no magic. There's just miracles of God. And so, yeah, it's really strange that, you know, we, we, uh, as a culture as whole, as a Western culture, um, are, and I say we as like. A culture in general have adopted this person and then all all the people who are religious accept it like they still like allow it i shouldn't say all because there are people out there who don't there are plenty of people who don't celebrate the xmas holiday christmas holiday whatever you like you want to call it Jothmas holiday there are plenty of people who celebrate kwanzaa uh, hanukkah don't celebrate at all and that is that is you know the wonder that is the world that you know we live in diversity um but I'm just saying that in our house we do, and I think that, uh, you know, if you do celebrate or don't celebrate uh, because of religious reason reasons, you know, there are ways around that, I feel, is all I'm trying to say. Gothmas. Celebrate Gothmas. Celebrate, you know, just you love being goth, and, you know, have a Gothmas tree up. Um, or, you know, Geekmas, you know, it, it's, it can be lots of different things. It doesn't have to be religious. So I think we're going to include it there. Let me know. Uh, what do you think? Uh, how do you feel about the passing of Anne Rice? Do you have a story about her? Um, you know, something that her books did for you and uh, made you feel? The, let me know what you think about uh, how excited you are about Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett. Let me know how you, how angry or or happy you are about uh, the canceling of uh, Cowboy Bebop. You know, uh, are you are you were you like me and upset about it, or were you like, fuck yeah, that shit should have been canceled. That was that was horrible. Let me know. Tell me how you feel about these things, people. Uh, I would love input. So that's all for now. Uh, I may get another episode in before the new year, but if not, uh, then I will record one uh, at the beginning of the year. Uh, we're, I'm trying to get these done twice a month at least, but I just realized that the last episode was in November, and I only did one, because the holidays again are just kicking my butt. But uh, hopefully I'll, uh, you guys will hear from me soon. Bye.